0: Roth one was over <laughs> Parents won
1: Kids, sip I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing That it was all started by a mouse
0: Did we just become best friends? Yep Gentlemen Start your engines
1: To infinity and beyond
0: Touch a of madness around here hello everyone and welcome to gdp today a show that's a little about us a lot about disney and fun for the whole family it's episode 279 on january the 24th 2023 my name is justin and tonight i'm joined by two of my buddies two of my brothers two of my pals two of my amigos how many things can i say about you guys i don't know but I'm going to come to my friend to the way way up there
2: north, Mr. Dan Rossi. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. I'm cold. My basement I feels like it's like 10, 10 degrees cooler than the rest of my house, and it's just I don't know. The weather's starting to turn here in Chicago. We we've been pretty lucky. We haven't gotten a ton of snow, and I think this week you know we have like three or four days in a row where we're supposed to get like three or four inches, and it's just I don't know. It's just kind of kind of something I'm not looking forward to. <laughs> so uh, I want to yeah, go somewhere warm. I don't know how you do it, man? Don't know how you do it. I just can't
0: I can't imagine the snow, Mike. I bet you can't either my friend just above me <laughs> the the snow doesn't seem like it uh is it goes well with you anymore these days.
1: It it doesn't, as a matter of fact. And as a matter of fact, I had a conversation with my mother earlier today, and she told me that they're expecting snow in New York tomorrow. I believe about an inch or two, not too bad, and then followed by some rain, so it should wash away. But um, but yeah, no, I was uh, I had a conversation with her. I was busy uh, going back and forth on my phone today, checking the eBay auctions because I think I'm one of the top bidders for Splash Mountain water. I think um, <laughs> I think I've got it locked in with a with a price of about 189 dollars. Um, I think it's a fair you know top bid that I went with, but. Uh, uh, you know, it took a little bit more about the, the, the Splash Mountain closing in a little while. But, but yeah, no, uh, on the other note, I'm kind of glad that it is a little chilly down here in South Carolina, a little more chillier than I expected, but uh, no snow in the forecast. So no snow is good snow in my book.
0: Legitimately, I texted you guys when I saw that Splash Mountain was water was on sale, and I just thought, I don't know who I dislike more, the people selling it or the people buying it. Because if you're if you're falling for that, you kind of deserve the fact that, <laughs> I saw one bid was for legitimately like $150 for a little itty-bitty, like maybe three-ounce portion of water that who knows if it's even from Splash Mountain. They took a picture of them holding it in front of like the sign for Splash Mountain, and it's like, there's a water fountain 17
2: (laughs) feet away from right there. What are you talking about?
0: And then Uh, then once he
2: sees that he's getting a bid on one of them, he just fills up the rest of them at home and is like, hey, here's another one. <laughs> I got more. Here's another one. Here's another one. Check this out, guys. Look, I got all
0: the Splash Mountain water you could ever want. Uh, that is, you want to talk about taking advantage of a situation. That person is not messing around. Uh, but, you know, it's like Disney resellers and all that kind of nonsense that we deal with on a, on a constant basis. But, look, if there's people out there who are going to buy it, I guess to each his own. Do your thing. Um, but yeah, well, that brings us to our first part of tonight's show. Uh, always glad to get on and chat a little bit about, um, about Disney. But before we get to that, I want to let you guys know I had a moment tonight. I had to go to my daughter's middle school. It's January. It doesn't you have until August, but they had it tonight. Uh, middle school, um, what's it called? Uh, uh, like orientation, you know, where mm-hmm. you go and you see the school and meet teachers and do all that kind of stuff starting super early. You guys both have older kids, uh, than, than I do. It's kind of a moment, man, once they start moving out of elementary school and moving into middle school.
1: Yeah, a lot of that orientation stuff, if, if you really sit back and think about it, it can be kind of sad sometimes because, you know, this is the the, the first last time that you get to do something. You know, it's the uh, it's your first time at orientation, but it's the last time for your high school orientation or whatever the case may be. So, um, yeah, I mean, we, we've gone through some milestones. Um, having Sammy around, I've just been kind of checking boxes after boxes after boxes of, you know, we're never going to do this again. So it's kind of weird. Um, but I guess, you know, Dan could... Uh, agree with me I guess then the next step becomes looking forward to grandkids and going through that whole cycle all over again and my mom always said the best pet about grandkids is you can give them back so uh (laughs) I I think that's uh something that I'll enjoy but not not too. pump the brakes on that a little bit because Sarah's still a little too young to be having kids so but uh but I I look forward to that venture as well too
2: yeah I mean it's I remember when the boys were in like elementary school and, and going to those all the time. And as they got older, you because know, then you would kind of had a, a little bit of a relationship with their teacher. You knew them. You talked to them all the time. And it seems like once they got into high school, you don't communicate with the teachers as much anymore because it's kind of more on the kids to do that. So it, it seems like we get a little more detached once they get to high school. But, uh, yeah, I guess I, I do kind of miss that. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's good and bad. You know, I miss them being little. Uh, and now they kind of drive me nuts as they're bigger, so now I can't wait for them to get a li- even a little bit bigger until they decide to move out.
0: <laughs> it's crazy, man. It, it just flies by, um, but that brings me to memories. I mean, memories we had uh I had with Riley going back to her first, you know, you know, real times riding attractions at Walt Disney World. Well, he, she was there when she was much earlier or uh, much younger, and uh, I remember her first kind of big attraction was Splash Mountain, and you know, this milestone, as I said, we're recording on the 24th of January just a couple days ago. Uh, Splash Mountain closes doors, closes barn doors for the last time inside the Magic Kingdom. We all kind of said goodbye to the Briar Patch and to our, our friends there, um, Br'er Rabbit and, and Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear and all the great all the great characters and songs and uh, that have graced the Magic Kingdom for for you know decades now. Uh, this was tough for me. I, I got to admit, I, I was in Disney World... About three weeks ago, and I rode Splash Mountain three different times, but it really made me think back to all the memories I have, and if you look behind me, no one has a video of the of our main show, but our patron, you know, if you look behind me, it's kind of hidden where I'm sitting, but on the patron, I'll try to move to the side. There's a photo, and it's Splash Mountain frame, and in the frame, there is a photo of Riley's first time ever riding Splash Mountain, and I'll never forget just the giggles and the smiles and going hands up and having just an absolute blast. And we've had hundreds and hundreds of those photos over the years. But that one means the most to me. And so tonight, before we headed into our main topic, uh, I wanted to get into Splash Mountain a little bit. I wanted to talk just a little bit about, you know, not so much the history, we've done all that. Not so much about the ride through itself, we've done that. But about our personal attachment to this attraction and kind of say a final goodbye uh, to this amazing ride that has been there for all these years and created all these memories for all these people uh, over over the years. And so, I, you know, I'm going to start with you, Mike. Kind of you, something that comes to mind with you, favorite thing, maybe one favorite thing about Splash Mountain, the attraction itself for you personally, and then a memory that you have uh, of the attraction.
1: Uh, I think one of the, the my favorite memories of the actual attraction was the uh, Zippity Doodah song. I kind of remember my my either my mother or my my grandmother would sing that song in the house, kind of like, you know kidding around, and uh, that was a, a, a melody that I kind of knew. You know, I knew the song, I knew the the whole you know the the whole melody of that. Um, which brings me to like the actual memory of the ride. So when I was a kid, I went quite a bit with my with my family to you know to Magic Kingdom. We went to Disney trips and you know my younger years. Uh, and I for some reason I have zero recollection of doing uh, Splash Mountain. I don't think maybe my parents thought it was like a, a big water ride. They didn't want to do it. They didn't want us getting wet for our day in the park. I don't know the reason why, but I never rode it as a kid. And when I first started bringing the girls, the first couple of years the girls were very little. You know they weren't you know they weren't of that age to do the kind of the bigger rides they were small Sarah was only a couple of years old Sammy was just a baby so we weren't really doing Splash Mountain so it was one of those rides that kind of got kind of overlooked and so now I'm on my second or third Disney trip and I've never done Splash Mountain it's just one of those things and then I even think a couple of times when they were old enough to do it I think the ride was under refurbishment it was closed just one of those things that just wasn't wasn't in the cards to get done I want to say it was probably about my fourth or fifth trip going because we were going every year, a couple of times a year as the kids were young, uh, especially since we bought the D- the DVC and we were using it quite a bit. And we had the time to, you know, the flexible time to go down there and enjoy our vacations. Uh, when I rode that, my first time was my kid's first time doing a pretty thrilling ride. And um, I, at the fond memory of it, I just thought it was in my own head before I even wrote on it was just, it was a log flume ride, you know, a little bit of animatronics here, a little bit of animatronics there, nothing too crazy. But when I got to see everything put together, the story behind it, all of the animatronics that they actually put into it, the the song at the end, the riverboat kind of, you know, going back and forth with everybody having a grand old time. Um, really, 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 I, I loved it a lot. I, I fell in love with it from the first time. And I think what made me fall in love with it a lot too, because I got to experience a, a very cool thrill ride in magic kingdom with my kids, their very first time, so we got to experience it all in one shot, all at the same time uh, at a very young age, and and they were giddy and loved it a lot too uh, when we first did it, so that that's probably the one thing that I'm going to miss again. I mean, obviously, I'll never be able to recreate that because, uh, you know, that's, they've just gotten older, and, you know, we've kind of done our thrill frills, but that's, uh, but that's, that, that was my favorite moment about that Splash Mountain ride.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, um, I think the memories are more important than anything whenever we talk about Splash. And I think that's where I think that's where most people really have that connection to it is because it does bring kids of all ages. And I don't just mean kids. I'm talking about us. You know, it brings us back to those times that we had with those people we loved. And it's it's so important. Uh, Dan, how about you, man? A, a memory that you kind of have personally um, something you love about Splash Mountain and a memory you have personally about the attraction.
2: Well, you know, when everyone was posting pictures of, of their, their Splash Mountain photos the other day on that last day. And so I was going through all my stuff and and i stumbled upon our first trip and I, like on our first trip i was i was that dad that annoying dad who had his phone out i was taking pictures i was doing video and stuff like that and i had video of the first time we were on splash mountain and i mean it it's funny looking at it cuz the boys were so little i think owen was 9 you know Finn was you no know, maybe owen was 11 maybe 11 9 and 6 but they were they were little and you know it was just you know marketing back to what mike said like my only experience with theme parks was like Six Flags. So when I thought of Splash Mountain, I thought of like like a log ride that they have there. You know, you basically take the long track up to the top, you, you zip down. And then, you know, going through that ride for the first time, not expecting it to be what it was. And, you know, all the animatronics, you know, all the storytelling all throughout the, the, the entire ride, you know, kind of made me fall in love with that ride. And, you know, one of our favorite things with the whole family is is ride photos. And I think this is probably one of my favorites. We love this one. I think in like probably Tower of Terror is probably our second favorite where we always do something stupid going down that hill. You know, whether it's, you know, you know, I think there was a picture of Owen pretending like he had his arm severed off going down and, you know, just, just doing silly stuff all, all, every time we went down that ride. Um, I'm definitely going to miss it. We got to ride it in January when we came down for one time. And when I was down in December, I got to ride it one more time. So I'm glad I got to do that. Um, I'm definitely going to miss this ride, but I at the same time I am looking forward to, you know, something new and I think it, you know, as always, we always kind of are skeptical when Disney changes something. Uh but I think at the end of the day I'm I'm hoping that they're really going to knock it out of the park.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh and you know, after riding it multiple times, the pretty much three times in a row, you know, about a week before it closed. I love this attraction, but it it may be time. Um, you know, Walt uh, Walt never wanted anything to be stagnant. He always wanted innovation and always wanted change and to be, be constantly growing. And I think he would be proud, the fact that they can say, yes, it, it may be time for this one. Um, and that's hard for me because this is my favorite attraction of all time. I've been riding this attraction since I was six years old, since the day it opened. And um, it's it's tough. It's tough to say goodbye to something you love so much. But with that said, I'm excited to make new memories with, uh, with Tiana and, and as they bring that attraction to Walt Disney World. And it's, you know, for me, it's, it's you know, personally, what do I love about the, the attraction? There's so much to love. You kind of guys hit about a lot. But for me, I think what really made this attraction different than most, and I think it's, this is what sets it apart, is the soundtrack. I think whenever you talk Splash Mountain and you're talking about, you know, yes, the characters are amazing. Yes, the, you know, the storytelling is great. But when you come in and you get the, how do you do, you know, it's just... You instantly start bobbing your head. You know you're happy. You're going through, and then everybody's got a laughing place, a laughing place. Oh, oh, oh you know, uh, and then ending with zippity doo dah. I mean, one of the most iconic songs in Disney history, and I just love it. I mean, it is it is nothing but pure joy to go through that attraction with that soundtrack, and they did such a good job with it, and I I just absolutely love it. But for me, the the memory has to be there was a time where uh we rode that attraction I think like five times back to back to back to back um right around it was right like covid reopening so like that parks weren't busy at all and i remember Katie always it's like she never never figured it out that you don't want to sit on the right side of the, the log you know <laughs> yeah. and and you know whenever you're coming around and she uh what would it be that'd be the when you're boarding it would be the left side of the log you know and then you're going through and no, right side of the log. And yeah. you're coming you, through and you want to enter first. Yeah, you want yeah. yeah. And so you want to enter first. Like she would always enter second. So first time we come around, we ride it, and she's in there. And I would always push her, you know, you push her into the waterfall at the end of the thing. <laughs> and then we would get back on and she would do it again. She'd be like, no, 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 you go ahead. And I'm like, Really? You want me to go in again? And I'd push her again, you know? And then she'd be like, I'm around with Riley next time. And then she'd be like, No, Riley, go ahead and board. <laughs> and I'm like, can you not figure out what's happening here? You know what I mean? And so by the time we're done, like she's just soaked to getting off Splash Mountain. Uh ton of fun. It's just that attraction has so many memories, like you said, so many great pictures. Always doing something fun, coming down and, and all that. Like so many, so many uh times we've ridden that and Riley just disappears. I mean, she's just gone because she's so tiny that all it takes is like somebody raises their hands just a little bit and it's like, Where'd Riley go? He's like, She's not even in the in the flume anymore. So uh with that said, you know, Splash Mountain. Thank you for all the memories. Thank you for you know all decades of fun and laughs that you've brought to the Disney community. And uh, we're very excited to see what the imagination of the Imagineers brings to that amazing attraction once we get uh, to to get back on the flumes in 2024 and go through the Bayou with Tiana. So excited about that. Uh, but that's look. We wanted to do that at the front. We wanted to kind of give an homage to Splash Mountain. Uh, we did a, a Splash Mountain in depth episode. Long time ago, Mike. It's been like four years ago, so you're going to have to go way back scrolling to find that one, but we did it. So if you want to hear that, you can go back and check that one there. But we do have a main topic for tonight, and Mike, I'm super excited to get into it.
1: Yeah, you know, we're talking about certain things. You know, we like to give a lot of tips and tricks and stuff for people that are possibly going to Disney for the first time. There's some veterans that have been there quite a few times, and they just maybe they're missing out on some certain things. And, you know, we'd like to share a little bit of, you know, mistakes and knowledge and stuff that we've gathered over the years. And, um, you know, one of the things we wanted to talk to you tonight about is what's— what are the 10 most important things to do on your first day at Disney World? Um, you know, there's probably some things here that some of our veteran people, you know, overlook. And there's probably some certain things here that some of our new people that are just going to Disney for the first time or haven't gone in a long time, haven't really thought about and might want to consider doing. Um, So we all kind of, you know, meshed our heads together And we talked about some of the things And we made up a list of the 10 things And uh, I'm going to start off the list with one of the top things That I think is the most important thing to do uh, On your first day at Disney And I I think you guys can agree And the first thing that I do is check for cancelled reservations You know, whether you're using a travel agent Whether you're trying yourself When you book those reservations online You know, days in advance to try and get that perfect dining reservation Or, you know, Olga's Canteen It doesn't always work out You know, we always try our best to get on there But you know and I know that certain things just get sold out very quickly and it doesn't become availability. But there are a lot of cancellations and people do hold reservations and they might do this or they might do that or, you know, kind of plans on day, you know, things change throughout the day. So I think the most important thing to do on your first day there is get on your MDE app and then look for some of those possible reservations that you really wanted that you didn't quite land because they just might pop up. i personally have gotten Olga's that way. You know, I've, I've been looking for a long time to try and get into Olga's canteen and then boom, there it is. I, I pop up on the app that day and someone canceled and I had a reservation for four or five. So I think that's an important thing to do. Do you guys ever check the MDE app for stuff that you, that you missed out on? Uh, yeah, for sure. Like when we were here,
2: uh, just this last December, since Disney decided to change their, their reservation system where you can actually cancel, uh, 2 hours before your reservation it it kind of it kind of opens things up a bit where people will cancel things the day of now. So it makes it very, you know, it it, it makes it very possible to get that hard to get reservation very late in the game. Like you said, you got Ogas, I think there were when we were down there this last December, they had they had Ogas available certain times, you know, they had California Grill, Topolinos, you know, all this stuff was popping up because again, with that two-hour window now, it makes it really easy to go ahead and make those changes. And, you know, those reservations are popping up left and right.
1: Justin, any uh, any tips that you've had when it comes to getting that snag in that reservation? No, you know, it. it's,
0: it's actually funny because recently, in recent trips I've been down, there's actually been some really hard-to-get stuff that has come up same day. I mean, I'm talking stuff that you haven't seen previously you would not get it outside of six months. Like outside of being online at 6 a.m. at six months out, you were not getting a reservation for some of these restaurants. And I'm talking Victoria and Albert's same-day reservations. I'm talking uh, Hoopty Doo, same-day reservations. I've grabbed them. Uh, Dave and Melanie grabbed them for the whole family just for Dave's birthday, uh, same-day reservation. It's really unique how this policy has changed your ability to do Walt Disney World because I've got to think, Dan, that it's harder – on the individual restaurants than it used to be because now that reservations can be changed two hours out you know what i mean you staff for that you kind of know like all right 24 hours out we know what we have tomorrow we'll staff for this but now two hours you can cancel stuff it's just absolutely crazy but it's so great for you on your first walt disney world day you can sit down you know and you can go cool i really wanted this and i wasn't able to get it now, I might be able to grab it last second. I might be able to get it. And then I can hammer out all these reservations my first day. I can get the things I really want it. Maybe I can modify some times of some ones that I had. Uh, and then we go from there. And right. it's, you know, now you're kind of set in stone. You're good to go for the rest of your reservation. So I, I think, uh, rest of your vacation. I think this is a great one to start with, Mike, for the things that you should be doing on the first day of your Disney vacation because. It does put you a leg up on all those people that are going to wait until the middle of vacation trying to modify reservations.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I love doing that. It's one of my favorite things to do to see, kind of see what pops up and becomes available. Uh, one of the other things that I really like to do, and um, it's kind of goofy. You know, it's one of those things where um, it's it's. I like the attention, you know, when I'm in the parks. And uh, whenever I'm at, you know, whenever I'm checking into my resort, I tell the front desk, hey, you know, I'm here celebrating, you know, whether it be Laura's birthday, whether it be a special occasion, whether it be, you know, one of the girls' birthdays, my birthday, or whether it be an anniversary, just something special. I always like to let the front desk know what celebrations were there for. A lot of times they'll ask you, but when you go to the front desk, you kind of tell them they always seem to have some kind of button that'll fit that need. So whether it's your first visit, whether it's, you know, a birthday celebration, an anniversary celebration, or just something really special, go to that front desk, let them know what's going on, and wear that button with pride around the parks because you get some good attention. Are you guys button people? Do you like the attention that you get with it?
0: 100%. I don't wear buttons anymore, but I still get my buttons every time. And here's the thing. So I've got... You know, we all have our Disney stuff. Like, I'm upstairs in my office. And if you could see, like, I've got Disney just stuff all around me. And if you could see over, there's actually a pin board you can't see off camera full of pins. But right behind me um, where I'm sitting are all my, like, really hard-to-get pins. Like, these are the pins. You can't buy these in stores. Like, one is the Walking Waltz Footsteps Tour Disney Land pin. I've got a pin um, from VIP Services. I've got, like, I've got some some pretty tough-to-get stuff. My buttons, though... We don't keep a lot of stuff from when Riley was a baby, right? I mean, Riley's at 10 going on 11 now. In our laundry room, Mike, you'll be here. Mike's going to actually be down here in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, when this episode comes out, a week from, week in, like three days from then, Mike will be at the house and we're going to be hanging out. Uh, in my laundry room, if you go in and turn, turn right, there is hanging on the wall a diaper storage bag. You know what I'm talking about? You would stack the diapers in mm-hmm. it, you know, and you could pull a diaper out. You put it on like the end of their crib or changing table, stuff like that. We kept it. And sitting there, no reason, we, we didn't keep it because we were attached to, to diapers. On that, we would hook our buttons from Disney. And we have unique buttons from Disney from like all over. Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, uh, Disney World, Alani, you know, like all this DVC, like all these cool buttons. We have our original button they gave us when we bought our first DVC contract. And it's just full of buttons uh, from Walt Disney World, and it's not too often you get free stuff at Disney. So, going to the to the front desk your first day should be a priority. Everybody everybody loves the fact that you can check in online, go straight to your room. Going to the front desk should be a priority. You should go get buttons. Can I? J- I'm going to keep going real, real quick though. Also, Mike, if you're not going to the front desk and asking for stickers, you're doing Disney wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, legitimately, even as an adult, you ask, "Hey, can I get some stickers?" And they're going to laugh, and you go, ha, ha I love stickers. Um, and they <laughs> hand you some. Riley's big thing to do now is when we're in the parks, she stops at every single DVC stand, right? They can see on her magic band, she's got a DVC, you know, little little uh, thing on there. And they go, welcome home. And she goes, hey, can I have some stickers? I like to pass them out to other kids in the park. And they typically go, how many do you want? And they just, you know, just give her a ton of stickers. And then she walks around the park, and we're in queue, or we're just walking around. She'll hand stickers to kids all throughout the park. It's like her favorite thing to do right now at Disney World, and that's something that's free. So look, go get that swag, go get that free stuff that you can do. So I absolutely love it, um, Dan. I could see your boys being like, "Yeah, we want we want buttons still."
2: Yeah, I mean, if it's free, it's for me, right? I mean, so I'm all about it. That um, is true. Yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. So you know, we've done that in the past. Uh, I think when we were there this summer, I made Jen wear uh, an anniversary pin because uh, it was uh, right near our, our 21st anniversary. So uh, again, it's, it's it's just a cool thing that Disney doesn't have to do, but it's, uh, it's you know, like I said, it doesn't cost anything. It, and it's really cool to walk in the parks and to see cast members and to, just to see regular people walking through the parks wishing people a happy birthday or, hey, welcome to Disney it's your first visit. And it's just, uh, you know, it's just a cool thing that I hope never goes away. I know some things have gone away here. You know, since COVID, I hope that's one thing that never does.
1: Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I specifically like to do, also, whether it's a hotel that I stay, a resort that I stayed at before, or whether it's one that I'm just kind of staying at for the first time, and um, explore the resort when you go there. Uh, believe it or not, the resorts have a lot of activities. They had canceled some of them during COVID time, but a lot of them have uh, activities that you can partake in, whether it be a pool party or some trivia, certain things. So when you get to your resort, make sure you really kind of take in that resort and find out what's going on for the day. Look at what activities are there, what the actual resort has to offer, because. There there are so many things that you don't hear about that the resort offers that, you know, just by going around and asking and seeing what they have posted, there's a lot of stuff that you can actually, you know, get to take you know advantage of while you're there.
2: Oh, I, I agree 100%. I mean, heck, when we were there this last July for the, the DDP trip, we had a resort only stay. I mean, we could spend, you, you could make a vacation at, a, at staying at a Disney resort and not going to the parks. There's so much to do there. Like you said, the activity calendar or that rec calendar over by the pool. They're doing stuff by the pool every day. Sometimes they're doing tie-dye shirts. I think one time at, at the beach club, they made ice cream, you know, like homemade ice cream for the kids. You know, it's just stuff like that. And then they, all of us, obviously, they do the, the movies at the pool every night. So, again, there's so much to do at your resort that I think a lot of people kind of just don't even think about or maybe don't even know about and there's just so much to do there that they should just kind of take that first day to, to soak in that resort and see everything that it has to offer.
0: I got sidetracked. I'm sorry, I got sidetracked. I was on our Facebook group, actually. DDP Today Facebook Family. It, it doesn't um, do if much. you If you aren't a thing. <laughs> squirrel. <And> we, squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> squirrel. We were, we were chatting a little bit about the California Grill. You know, California Grill announced that um, they're going to continue with the prefix menu. It's just It's just awful. You know what I mean? Yes. Like uh, I I don't understand the concept of why you're doing it with no dining plan in place. And so we were all chatting about it. And I wrote um I wrote I don't understand why they're doing it with the prefix menu. And so, you know, prefix menu is P R I X. Right? Um and it fixes F I X E, like if you write it out like that. Well then my good buddy Robert Parker, who's been on the show, go check him out, he did a great episode about uh, dive quest. Uh, he said, "Who else just learned it was prefix and not prefix?" So then I had to look up to make sure I wasn't an idiot, you know, to make <laughs> sure I, I got it right. And I was like, "I actually, for once, got this right. I, I am, I am the smartest man alive right now. I feel like Billy Madison. Like I am, I am the smartest man alive." Uh, so I just got really happy with myself, and then I completely just spaced on the show. Um, what are we talking about? Resort. Do, oh explore, yeah, dude. exploring your resort. Explore your resort. Uh it is one of the <laughs> 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 it is this is what it's like to to be my friend, wouldn't you say, Mike? <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs> this is just in a nutshell.
0: <laughs> so yeah, exploring your resort is super important. Um, one, you're gonna learn stuff about the resort. I mean, it's gonna be one of those things that no matter if you do um, you know, you, you know, you use a travel agent, we kind of tell you about it, or you listen to the show and we tell you about it. You listen to split saves and you learn through that way. Or even you get online and explore the different uh, maps and all that. Walking the resorts is something very special. One, there's lots of hidden Disney uh, magic around the resorts. You know, you're know, you going to see things that maybe you didn't notice before. Um, everything from signs to hidden Mickeys to all kinds of stuff like that. Um, two, it, it really does kind of give you a second to decompress before your vacation. I really do, especially you're staying at certain resorts like... I mean, really starting at the Values all the way through the Deluxes, staying at the Values, walking through in the All-Stars is such a unique experience to be able to see, you know, the different decades or the different sports or the, you know, uh, different music and, and all that. It, it's really, really cool to be able to do that. And when you talk about Deluxe, seeing the lay of the property, the architecture of the Grand Floridian, the architecture of the Polynesian, you know, those the Wilderness Lodge is really something. And then three, you really might find – a drink or a snack or, like you said, Dan said, an activity, See, so I was listening a little bit, um, that you didn't know was going on. And that's something that's just going to add to your vacation over time. So explore your resort. Make each time you go. Katie and I for a long time had a uh, thing where we were going to stay at every single Disney resort. So when we went down, we stayed at a resort we had never stayed at. And we explored it. We learned about it. We asked questions. Um, You know, what's something cool that happens here that doesn't happen other resorts on Disney property? And we learned and I think that makes your Disney uh, vacation very unique to people that maybe just treat it as a bed to sleep in and it's four parks and that's it. So
1: explore your resorts. Yeah, absolutely. It's quite a few great memories I had of my kids playing games at the pool and that was part of one of my great things from the vacations. Um, One of the other things that I wanted to kind of bring up was, you know, a lot of planning gets done way ahead of time when you have Disney vacation. You know, I mean, we have our spur of the moment trips and we have our just quick trips here and there. But when you're planning a real family vacation, there's a lot of planning that goes along into that. And then when you get down there. You know what? Maybe you planned on going to Magic Kingdom on day two, and you plan on going to Epcot day three. I think if you get down there on the first day, and hey, maybe the weather's going to be bad the next couple of days, or you're going to have you know extremely hot weather, um, have a game plan. I think set up a game plan and set up some goals on your very first day with your must-do list. This way, when you're on vacation, you're not setting the bar too high with certain things, but at least you're going to check off what you want to do. So. Adjust on the fly if you have to, you know by the time you get down there, you might have had grand plans to go do something on on the next Tuesday, but that next Tuesday was going to be a ridiculously hot day, and maybe you want to just kind of alter your plans. so I think the most important thing to do when you're dating and you get down there, once you get your you know weather set up and see how it's going to be the next couple of days, get a plan set up, get your must do list taken care of this way you leave with checking all the boxes that you want to check on a vacation,
0: yeah, you're not going to no matter how many times you go, you're not going to do everything at Walt Disney World. It's just not possible. Um, You know, I I talked to Dave and he still goes, I haven't done that. You know, and I'm like, he lives there. He's there every day. (laughs) You know, you're not going to get it all done. And I really think, Mike, you nailed it with prioritizing your vacation. You're setting yourself up for success and for happiness. I think it's people who go in kind of not knowing what they want to do that then they go, oh, you know, I, I, I missed this or I didn't get to do this. And I think they you know when it comes down to it they look back and they go oh man i really wish we had you know made riding space mountain something we you know absolutely had to do and they just didn't do it at the time and that's also you know it's funny you say that because with genie genie plus now or genie plus lightning lane now i think that's something you really have to do your first day you need to sit down and you need to go okay we're doing magic kingdom on tuesday on tuesday we're going to do genie plus and this is our kind of game plan for genie plus for tuesday and on thursday we're doing hollywood studios and on thursday we're going to do genie plus and this is our game plan and maybe on wednesday we're at epcot and we're not going to pay for genie plus but we want to rope drop and we're going to go here first and i think it's just if you do that and you set three or four things that are priorities for you i think you are setting yourself up for success and for a really great vacation
1: Hey, just get back to that real quick And I don't, I don't remember did they get rid of that must do TV that used to be on they on the did they did right I, if the, the must do's sure if they did. yeah that I loved that her some, too yeah that was some pretty cool advice that they would give on there yeah. and say you know and it would also be good because if you're in your resort for the first day it would say hey you know it open your eyes to certain things that maybe you didn't know about but yeah, I remember the must do's what was her name again I completely forgot uh,
0: so oh man was I, well I know she's Ted Mosby's sister
1: mm-hmm. did you ever watch How I Met Your Mother either of you I know the show you're talking about. Yeah, I know oh, yeah, the show yeah, yeah. I
0: she was a guest. She was a guest on the show for one episode, and she played the lead character, Ted Mosby's sister. Um, this is where Dave Dave comes in handy because he watched out <laughs> My brother, um, but yeah, and I remember the first time Katie and I had not watched the, the show at all, and we were watching the episodes kind of after they'd all come out, and all of a sudden that episode came on. I'm like,
1: oh, it's the must-do's, you know? I know and her. It's like, oh, <laughs> I'd
0: love that, you know. But yeah, the Mustos are gone.
2: I can't believe it. Okay.
1: What about you, Dan? you set up a, a priority list? Well,
2: yeah. I mean, you know, whether it's my family or anyone that I'm sending to Disney, like Justin said, you're not going to do everything. Um, and I guess the most important thing is, especially with Genie Plus, and I think this even goes back to even before you go. Like, you should be looking at that MDE and the Genie Plus, you know, before you go. So you kind of know how things are going throughout the day. So that way you have an idea. If, if, like, if Splash Mountain or if no longer, if Space Mountain is a priority, you know, you should be able to see in Genie Plus, if you look at previous days, you know, how quickly does that sell out for Genie Plus? You know, how important is it for me to make it my first selection or can I wait for my second one? You know, stuff like that. And, you know, I guess it's, it's a lot to ask people, you know, if you're, if you're like really into Disney and you are like, a little OCD like me, I do things like that. I, I, you know, I'll, I'll figure out what rides will sell out throughout the day and I'll kind of game plan, you know, Hey, how do I want to do this? Do I want to make sure I have this ride at this time or whatever? So again, like the, the better you prepare yourself for your park days, I think the better park days you're going to have.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the other things that I want to talk about, and I know it seems pretty obvious, but You know, when it comes to being on vacation, you want to maximize all your time. And I think when you stay at different resorts, different resorts have different options when it comes to transportation. And I think getting a game plan when it comes to your transportation is important also you know some resorts have skyliner or monorail boats buses i mean there are so many different ways i mean heck we even uber quite a bit from now on you know or we'll take the mini you know the mini buses we'll uh, you know we'll do the lift services um so i think the important part depending upon where you're staying especially if you've never stayed there before familiarize yourself with all of the transportation options you have this way you can make the most out of your vacation and kind of really you know get the most out of your park day this way you're not waiting on a bus i mean i I think there's nothing worse than somebody staying at Saratoga Springs Treehouse Villas for the first time and not realizing, hey, this could be a good two-hour event before I even get even get into a park because you got to take one bus to another bus that you know that runs every hour and what a what a pain that can be. So I think you know, depending upon where you're staying on property, uh, make sure that you have a good indication of what kind of transportation will be at your fingertips. No, you now
0: there was it's funny you said
1: you were talking about waiting on a bus. There was this. Do you ever watch the?
0: there was this show back in the day and this kid went on the show and he was only he was there to do one line and he was he said, I am waiting on a bus. And then he backed up and he knocked over the whole set, the whole thing. <laughs> and he goes, I didn't do it. And he became super famous um for the one line and they kept saying, Do the line, do the line, you know, and he go, I didn't do it. And uh it was it was very unique. And it's because he was waiting on a bus. It wasn't good. Um This wouldn't be the Simpsons, me, would it? What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. we, we um, got to get that tone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you nailed it. It's Look, especially if you're not, if if you are not uh, familiar with Disney property, if you're not familiar, you know, if you don't go that often, if you haven't been in 20 years or if it's your first time, Disney transportation has changed dramatically over the last five to 10 years with the amount of options that are available now to different resorts and to different guests on property. And so if you, and it's funny, I'll, I'll have a conversation with people and they'll say, ah, you know, like, especially doing like hooptie doo ah, you know, I wonder what the best, best way to get there is. And they're staying at the Polynesian, you're kind of like, oh, well, I mean, you can just take the boat over to the Magic Kingdom and take a nice boat ride over to Wilderness. Like, oh, I didn't think about that. Like they're, in their heads, they're just, you know, unless you're really familiar with how transportation works, I think you're adding... Or actually losing um, time because you are going out of your way when maybe there's an easier option. But familiarizing yourself with what's available to you for each of your days, Dan, I think that's one of the most valuable things you can do if you're not really confident on the transportation options
2: at Disney. For sure. I mean, you know, I like the fact that Disney has like an, an online check in. So you could check in on MDE now, you know, and you don't even have to go to the front desk to, you know, go to your room first they'll just send you they'll, they'll send you a text say hey Dan your room's ready this is your room and you could just go to your room and, and enter however if you go to that front desk they, they will give you a map they'll show you where all the transportation is so that way if you're not even sure they'll let you know they'll be like hey here's all the bus stops and if you if you happen to be a skyliner resort they'll say here's the skyliner you know port if you have bo- uh, boats or anything like that'll they'll, they'll kind of point you in the right direction so again if you're not sure, go to that cast member at that front desk because they will give you a map and they will show you. And if you're still not sure, I, I would be surprised if they wouldn't walk out with you and show you exactly where that bus stop was.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of transportation and traveling, um, one thing that I know is that I'm a little bit closer, so I do have a little bit of a drive going down to Disney, but we have people coming from all over the country that come down to and all over the world that come to Disney World. And some of those travel days can be really, really tough, and you could be spend a lot of hours in the airport Don't be hard on yourself if you're going to come to Disney the first day and not do a park day. Some people are really anxious to get into the parks, but I think, me personally, I like to have my relaxation day as my first day. So if I get down there at two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm not gonna run out to the parks and try and get everything in. If I can, great. But my most important thing is to make sure that I have a relaxation day. And you know what? Usually the travel day after, you know, stressful going through an airport, going through some check-in and grabbing your bags, or actually driving down, sitting in that I-4 corridor traffic, uh, the one thing that I wanna do especially is kind of have a relaxation day and i'll just kind of take it easy my first day when i get there
2: no i no, agree 100 no, go no go ahead no go ahead no that's I, you <laughs> so like for us like when we had an annual pass that was a little different like if we got to the you know to the resort at like one or two o'clock we would we would relax most of the day but if we were close to a park we would go to a park then because again we weren't using a park ticket you know we had the pass but, you know, these days that we don't have a pass or if I have any clients that are going and they're only going for four or five days, I don't want to waste a park day when we're not, you know, walking onto Disney property till two o'clock. So again, that is a perfect day to, you know, relax by the pool, maybe go get some dinner at Disney Springs, go do some shopping, stuff like that. Uh, that's the perfect time to do that. You know, and again, if it's, if, if you are an annual pass holder, you know, you have those extra perks where you could just kind of walk into the park late, maybe go watch some fireworks, get some ice cream, so...
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, look, I am an annual pass holder. I do have the pass. Even with that said, very rarely do we enter a park on our first day. Uh, Cause I'm like you, I'm with you, Mike. I like to sit back. I like to get settled in. I like to relax because I know what's coming. I know that I'm going to be go, 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 go over the next couple of days. And this allows me to kind of settle into the resort a little bit and settle into my Disney vacation. I mean, we all saw patron family, you know, you know what happens when I go to a park my first day. I leave my car door wide open at sitting (laughs) at Saratoga as I go to Magic Kingdom. Uh, So you know nothing goes well if I go to a park the first day. Uh, I need a day to get settled and get my head wrapped around the vacation. And I think this is a great one. I tell lots of clients this. Whenever you travel, um, and we kind of do this a little different. Mike, you know this. Like when we go down, we typically. so if we check in on a Thursday, normally we'll drive down on Wednesday and stay off property. Mm -hmm. You know, so that way, even if we're doing a park our first day, it's really not our first day. Like, we're, you know, we're getting there real early and doing it that way. So, I think this is fantastic advice. Your first day, I don't think, needs to be slam-packed in a park. I think, look, Walt Disney World can be a relaxing place to go. I know a lot of people don't don't know that, but we've all done Disney together, the three of us. And, Mike, there was – I will never forget the first DDP trip. You and I – we're sitting in Magic Kingdom. We had lay by the pool in the morning, sitting in Magic Kingdom. We got there like 1. I think at 2.30 we looked at each other and I was like, I'm done. And you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, me too. And we were back at the pool hanging with everybody by like 3 o'clock, you know. Yep. And it was a blast. Like, you don't have to crush yourself
1: in the parks and especially on your first day. Yeah. Uh, One thing when you first get down there in your travel day, and listen, some people like it, some people don't. I need to unpack. I need to kind of get my stuff out, put the stuff in the drawers, and just kind of make myself feel at home for the few days I'm going to be there. Even if it's a small little trip, I just, I mean, listen, some people doesn't bother them. I can't stand living out of a bag. I like to unpack. I like to put everything out there. I like to have everything sorted for my specific outfits for specific days, what shirts I want to wear at what parks. So um, I'm kind of organized when it comes to that stuff. Me, it's very important, and I. feel like that I, I get more accomplished when I'm unpacked. Do you guys unpack or do you live out of a suitcase?
2: I, I love to unpack. I, I can't live out of a suitcase. Um, and, and, and I will actually physically, you know, like Jen could do her own stuff, but I have to do it for the boys because I, you know, God help me now that I have three teenage boys. Like, I think it was just this last December when we went there. So it was just Finn and Emmett. Jen let them pack, because I think I was working before we went down there, and she let them pack on their own. So I, we got down to the Coronado, I started unpacking them, and I'm like, where's all your clothes? <laughs> <laughs> like, They had like three pairs of underwear, and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, And, and I look at my wife, and I'm like, what's going on? Did you not check their bag before we left? And she's like, no, I told them to just pack some stuff, and... You know, they're, they're teenage idiots. They, they don't know what they're doing. And like, you know, it's just, they drive me nuts, but you know, but yeah, I cannot, I cannot live out of a suitcase. I like unpacking and then we use our suitcases kind of like a dirty clothes, you know, collector. Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: Uh, I I think a lot of people, if you've been listening to the show for a long time, know I used to have a past life where I traveled for a living and uh, you know, I lived in hotels 10 months out of the year and traveled around, you know, pretty, pretty good distances and after doing that, I cannot live out of a suitcase. I can't do it. I don't care if it's a three-day trip, two-day trip. I I use the the cubes, you know, like uh, the travel cubes where I'll put like, you know, certain clothes in one cube, certain clothes in the other cube, and you just pull them out, and you can put them right in the drawer, and they're kind of organized and already folded and ready to go, and uh, I, I love it. I have to, everything has to be hung up. Actually, my first day I'll sometimes iron some of the stuff. If I know I'm going to a nice dinner, I'll go ahead and iron it. It'll be in the closet. It'll be ready to go. I go with Mike. I I don't go as, with as many shoes as Mike, but it's up there. It's you know it's, it's pretty high. <laughs> I do take dress shoes to Disney sometimes. Uh, and so, no, I, I like to unpack. I like to settle in. I like to get all my toiletries done and, uh, and ready to go because I think it just makes it more relaxing. The one thing I do unpack um, is, for us, we drive in, of course, is our snack bag. I like it to look like my kitchen. You know, I put everything away, coffee's ready to go, all that kind of stuff. So I make sure to do that. Katie on the other hand, there's no hope. Like it is, it is a bomb that went off in the room after about 35 minutes because the suitcase opens. I swear she doesn't fold any of the clothes. She stuffs it in and it sits on the suitcase to get it to zip. And so whenever she opens it's like the cartoons where it's just boing, you know, and all the clothes <laughs> just go all over the room. Uh, absolutely no hope. But you pick your battles after 15 years. And that is one that I do not uh, get into at all anymore. Um, so I have my very clean, neat side of the room. And then she has her uh, extremely messy side of her room. But uh, luckily, those beds are really tall. And I can kind of kick her stuff under the bed
1: uh, to, so I can get organized there. You know, I should have added that you have to, uh, as you're unpacking, you have to adjust the thermostats to the proper temperature too. No, the it's way. the worst. Don't <laughs>
0: don't travel with Mike. Dude, these two, these two right here legitimately got me immensely sick. I have only missed I think like two shows all year long. All all of 2022, I think I missed two shows all year. I didn't and one of the them Thursday. was because of one of them is because of these two right here because they made it 31 degrees in the room. Oh, and it was so cold I couldn't touch it. It was just it was awful. It was a small refrigerator we needed I to s- expand. I slept with a heating pad on my face, all right? So I don't even <laughs> want to talk about it.
1: Uh, you know, we've talked a little bit before about exploring the resort that you're actually going to. But, you know, taking advantage of that extra kind of off day and not going to the parks right away, I think it's something you should actually do is resort hop. You know, if you happen to be staying at a resort that, um, you know, you've stayed at a few times and you really want to take in, you know, maybe it's Christmas time and you want to go around and look at some of the, you know, the, the immense trees that they have, you know, at the Wilderness Lodge or the Gingerbread House at the Grand Floridian, or you want to take in some of the animals at Animal Kingdom. I think resort hopping is an important thing that kind of gets pushed by the wayside that people don't really think about especially if you're down there with a car i mean if you're down there with a car it's really easy to kind of get around disney transportation is good for a lot of things but if you got a car and you want to do that especially around the holiday time i think resort hopping should be an important part maybe on your first day because you're not really going into the parks yet
2: no i agree uh we used to do this like we haven't driven down to disney in a long time we did it this year uh but i know like uh, back in 2017 we did it at christmas and it was it was it's like the perfect time to go visit Disney resorts, see all the decorations, you know, stuff like that. Or if you happen to be on a Skyliner resort or a monorail, it is a great time to just, like like you said, just go see all the other resorts. There's so much that these resorts have to offer. And, you know, you, you know if you look them up online, that's one thing. But, you know, seeing them in person is another. And, and again, if you have the time on that first day to go check out some of those resorts, check out the restaurants that are there, the, the lounges, the pools, stuff like that. It, it it's a no-brainer absolutely
0: no i'm 100 with you and especially can i add to this uh, during the holidays i mean it's really cool to go see the resorts all throughout the year and see you know some of them have limitations of what you can do you know you're not gonna be able to go pool hopping like at some certain resorts, stuff like that um but being able to go around at christmas time to go see the different trees and to go see the gingerbread house and all that kind of stuff i think it's a very, very good utilization of your time on the first day is to go check that out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know one of the things that we kind of talked about i never really did this and i probably should and i think i ran into a couple of problems with it and i should probably take the advice from you guys you know when we were putting this whole list together uh, one of the things that we, that kind of came up was you know testing your magic bands you know trying them out uh, i had problems with the girls magic bands not working but apparently that if you don't want to be using the magic band sometimes it might not work you might have a problem an issue with it in the park so once you get down there and you got those magic bands in hand whether it's a magic band that you've used before or whether it's one that you just, you know, recently purchased or got for this trip, make sure your magic bands are working for the entire trip because, um, you know, nothing's worse than sending your wife back to the resort, you know, especially one of these resorts that are so far from the lobby, like at Saratoga Springs and your wife gets back to the resort and and the door doesn't open or you send your kid back and then something happens. So definitely try and check out and make sure to test all your magic bands to make sure they're all in working condition before you start, you know, venturing out into the parks. Can I add to this? I think, and it's, this has happened
0: to me more than once at Saratoga. Um, which luckily I have a car on property, so it makes it a little bit easier. When you stop in, we hit earlier the fact that, look, if you're not getting free buttons and not getting free stickers, what are you doing? You're doing your Disney vacation <laughs> wrong. Stop in there, get that stuff. But while you're in there, just have them scan your Magic Bands just to make sure they're active and to make sure that they're set up for your room. Like that, You can do it all in one fatal swoop. It's all right there. Uh, do it in one stop, and, and you can have them check that because – We've had multiple times where one works but the other one doesn't. It makes it a little easier with the fact that you know you can use your phone now. Um, and actually, I have mine set up to my Apple Watch, so I can get you know into the parks with my ticket through my Apple Watch. But um, to make sure your Magic Bands good, if you are using them while you're in, getting those buttons, getting those stickers, have them scan them. Just be like, hey, I just want to double check these Magic Bands. Boom, boom, boom. They'll be able to knock them out. Make sure your pins are all set correctly. And uh, you know what's going on, and and it just makes it's once check kind of off your checklist before you even start your vacation to make sure you are uh, you know you're in for a good
2: time. Yeah, I I just I kind of missed half that because I had my Justin moment, although I I was dealing with a like an, an emergency issue with again my 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 real smart teenager who couldn't find the keys to his car to go to hockey practice, but I, I heard you talking about magic bands and. I don't, I don't know if you mentioned this, but I know you mentioned going to the front desk to make sure that your magic band works. We've actually had problems. Actually, we had problems in January when we went... Whenever we go to the rooms, either you know one of the boys runs ahead of us and unlocks the door, or I'll be there first and unlock the door, and Jen never unlocked the door with her magic band. And come to find out, they told me that if you don't do that, if you don't unlock your resort room door with that magic band... They could, like, put it in a lost state, so because they, you know, since you've never gone in the room, and it won't work. So, like, I think we were there for a day and a half before we went to the parks, and Jen went to go scan into the parks, and her magic band didn't work. Uh, so, like, you know, they called a cast member over to try to look at it. You know, it, it wasn't working, so they ended up just giving her, like, a key to the world card, and, you know, she was able to go in that way, but still... You know, a very good idea to go to that front desk. And then I guess as a secondary, make sure you unlock your door with your magic band at least one time. So that way it knows you're there and and it's active.
1: Yeah. You know, we talked about this list and we're getting down to the last thing on the list. And it was no particular order, just kind of stuff, some stuff that we threw together. And one of the last things that we kind of talked about, uh, you're down there on your first day, you get your, your game plan set up. Check out some of the off-site activities. You know, there might be certain things that, as you were driving down, going through, you know, the Orlando area that you kind of might have saw, something that piqued your interest, or some of the uh, off-site Disney stuff, some miniature golf stuff, some other things in the area they might want to do, some, some shows that are going on. So definitely explore some of the off-site stuff because you hear about all the Disney stuff that we talk about here, but sometimes there's some stuff right outside that Disney Orlando area that really have some cool stuff that you can take in with the family.
2: No, for sure. Uh, You know, we probably haven't done mini golf, I think, until the DDP uh, Mm. event that we had in 2019. I think we may have done it back in 2017 before New Year's. But again, it's something that you don't really think about when you're on Disney property. Um, And, you know, it's just a kind of a fun thing to do outside of the parks and just kind of waste some time, especially if you don't have a park day that day. Uh, It's not, you know, it's not it's not crazy expensive to do that mini golf. Uh, and then also too, like I was going to mention one of the years we did, uh, like the fishing, fishing excursion, you know, so that's like a cool thing you could do as well, where, you know, you know, you could go fishing while you're on Disney property, just extra things that, you know, some of these resorts and stuff have to offer that you should definitely check out while you're there.
0: No, I a hundred percent agree. Um, it's one of those things where you mentioned mini golf, mini golf's there, you know, maybe you want to do a water park, you know, maybe you can do a half day water park and kind of check that out for the first time check something new off your bucket list. You know, maybe you go to Cirque du Soleil, you know, you go see new, uh, drawn to life over there. Um, it, there's so much activities. Maybe you go bowling at splitsville. There's so many different activities around Walt Disney, Walt Disney world property that do not include attractions and being inside of a theme park that your first day gives you the opportunity to have that Disney magic, but not have to deal with entering a park and, you know, queuing in lines for, for attractions and doing all that kind of stuff. So, Look, you can go resort hop and play mini golf. You can go you know, to Disney Springs and enjoy some time at Disney Springs while you go see Cirque du Soleil drawn to life. So, really get out there and enjoy some of the things that Disney offers. Uh, go get an Amphicar when it's pouring the rain, and Mike and I can <laughs> laugh at you from Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar uh, as you go through. There's so much out there that you can do that does not include the parks. And I think, look, I mean, we're talking to a community right now, thousands of people that they understand, you know, they love Disney. Like, you know, and and they're saying, yes, this is it. These types of shows are meant for people who really don't don't go that often. But I think even with that, there's going to be a few things that people might be able to pick out and go, you know what? I've never done that on my first day. And it may make sense to do it then instead of doing it middle of the trip. And I think a big one is go explore. Go explore property. Uh, Maybe if you have a car, go outside of property. You know, go check out some of the great resorts or great uh, restaurants that are around the area. And uh, and explore a little bit. It really is. It's a it's a huge world out there, in the big blue world uh, that you can go check out. And there's so much to do outside of the theme parks. You're missing out if you're not going and doing those things. Rocco's Tacos, right? Rocco's Tacos is the place, man. That place was
1: great. Best margarita I had in a long time. Uh, You know, we talked a lot about these. You know, these these ten things on our list that. You know, that you should do on your first day. Uh, The one thing that we didn't include in this list was taking a lot of pictures. You should always take a lot of pictures, whether it be your first day, your second day, your last day, whatever day of the trip it is, take a lot of pictures and post them on a fantastic site, our DDP Facebook page site. And you know what? Because we have a great DDP today Facebook family, and we have some great pictures on there. It brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Pics of the Week.
0: Pics of the Week. week. Pics of the Week time for it's
1: us time to, for to get our Pics of, of the Week. All right, fellas. My favorite thing every week is of the Week. Dan, what's your pick of the week? Uh, my pick of the week is going to go to Nick
2: Delvecchio. Uh, Del uh, he posted a picture of his little one. It says, Anyone else have kids that think the monorail is a top attraction at Disney? Surely we're not the only ones. Nick, I think the monorail is an attraction at Disney. Every Anytime we're like in that area, if we're not staying on the monorail... We're still taking a monorail ride, maybe over to the to the poly to get a Dole Whip, or maybe stop at Trader Sam. So, you know, absolutely love the monorail, and I love that he loves it too. So, that's definitely my pick of the week. Very cool,
0: Justin. What's your pick of the week? I'm going with uh, Shannon and Kyle from Canada. Which, if you have listened to our Run Disney episode, uh, you'll know why that's funny. Because um, Kyle introduced himself as Kyle from Canada, and it's just the best thing ever. And uh, actually, if you go over to um, Beyond the Mouse. They released a show today talking about Run Disney. So go over and check out Craig McFaugh and the gang at Beyond the Mouse today. But they said, we've been waiting to post this for so long, but now that everything is closed, we finally can. We did it. Marathon weekend was supposed to be a DVC property recon trip. We decided while we were there that waiting any longer was just silly since Disney is the place we uh, most want to be. So we left with contracts in the works and it closed today. They are now proud owners of the Grand Flow uh, and have their next two trips booked. Guys, this couple is incredible. I, this is what I, I'm i selfishly so excited. I'm excited for them, but I'm excited for us too because now that means we're going to get to see them more. Um, super, super, super stoked for you guys. It is such an amazing uh, uh, kind of moment in your all's lives, and I'm so happy for you. Congratulations on becoming DVC members and welcome home. I cannot wait to see you at the Grand Flow, and we own at the Grand Florian too, so we're kind of like a you know, like Grand Flow family. I like it.
1: Very cool, hey, so I got a strange pick of the week this week, and I think it's fitting that you know towards the end of this last week when we do on our picks of the week, uh, you know this for this for this week's show. Obviously, Splash Mountain closed, and I'm going to start it off with our very own someone who's near and dear to our heart, and that's Kat Dupree. And she posted a family picture from 1998, and a lot of other people posted their Splash Mountain photos. Uh, Derek Pitzer, Alan Curtis, uh, Kyle Macman. I mean, there's so many people that posted pictures. Uh, Greg Woods put it out there to throw your pictures out there. So everybody that posted their their final pictures of Splash Mountain, the way we know it, the way we love it. Um, Great on to you guys so you guys all have my pick of the week I love Splash Mountain and I have to go out this week with saying uh, you guys have my pick of the week
0: I absolutely love it um, Very 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 cool that uh, we end with splash begin with Splash Mountain end with Splash Mountain um, farewell to our fantastic attraction we will miss you uh, excited what's, about what's next uh, DDP patron or DDP family if you've not done it yet there's an opportunity to become a patron if you appreciate what we're doing trying to be the most positive. Disney community out there you can click the link below for as little as $2 a month you become a patron you get uh, access to the bonus show we talk about it every single week it's I mean look it's not a small show normally we go anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour extra uh, do all kinds of topics we do lots of Disney but we also do topics that are off-topic Uh, where you learn a little more about us, a little more about the patron family in in general, and sometimes just some bizarre, off-the-wall stuff that is just funny. Uh, Lots of fun over there. So make sure to click that link. Not only does it help us support the show, it helps us keep it um, commercial-free as well. And that uh, is really, really something we appreciate from you guys. That link is still there, too, guys, to help Dave. Uh, Not so much Dave, but Charlotte is selling Girl Scout cookies. Click that link below order your Girl Scout cookies. There's nothing better than Girl Scout cookies and a cup of milk. Get those now, and uh, let's absolutely rock it out. We're trying to do all 50 states for Charlotte for uh, that. Um, With that said, guys, absolute blast. What a great show, talking about Splash. We're talking about uh, you know, the 10 things that you should do your first day at Disney. I think a lot of these are something maybe people haven't thought about. And I hope that maybe someone takes this and uses it on their next Disney vacation and can share with us on the Facebook group, DDP Today Facebook Family, how much it influenced and impacted and made their vacation hopefully better uh, that they were able to do these their first day and, uh, and really enjoy that Disney vacation. So let's close it up. Let's head over to the patron side. I've got some a couple. I've got two surprises for Patron. Um, we originally had all five of us, so we had a Patron topic. Um, but Dave and Joe had a couple things come up, had had to take the evening. So I changed it up. You guys have no idea what we're doing. We are doing something that is not Disney tonight. But I've got a second surprise that I'm going to throw at you, and we'll get to it there. But before we head to Patreon, let's close it up for the DDP family. Dan coming to you first.
2: Uh, well, first and foremost, I I went ahead and put my order in for my Girl Scout cookies, even though. Uh if you take a look at me I don't need any Girl Scout cookies right now but uh I wanted to support so I, I put that order in. Uh, I don't know. I think I think I I did the the free shipping one so I think I got like 8 or 9 boxes.
0: Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the way to do so, it.
2: So so, right, good. so yeah, so I'm going to have a bunch of Girl Scout cookies in my house. I'm hoping that someone else eats them and and I don't have to. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> you told but, me you're storing them in your nightstand it's not the place right. to do that Dan Okay. Yeah. well I mean they're there if they want to grab them they have to come get them uh, no but no, this was a great show I, I love this topic it, it kind of gives me the you know the, the FOMO of like hey I need to go to Disney and the good news is, is I just picked a, uh, booked a flight today uh, for March uh, I'm going to be going down like mid March going to be meeting up with a bunch of away with me travel, travel agents so I can't wait to meet some of these folks and uh, you know gonna get get my disney fix so uh this is a good good topic to talk about tonight
1: mike very cool I had a great time talking with you guys glad to be with you guys tonight um you know anytime i get the text from justin what i have a surprise few of a patreon i get uh, a little nervous chill so uh we'll see how that plays out but um uh, other than that i'm looking forward to the patreon side of the show tonight too
0: love it absolutely ddp family have an amazing week we appreciate you so much go out make someone smile smile yourself spread some positivity and until next time, we will see you real soon. Have a good one, everybody. Have a good night. Have a good night. On behalf of the Disney dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day. Spread some Disney love and keep moving forward.
1: And they all lived happily ever after.